0: Hey there, uh, Cave Comedy Radio fans. Um, you're about to listen to uh Sex and Other Human Activities. Um My name is Bunky Houseman and um I wrote in and uh, got some advice from Jackie Marcus and at first I thought it was great and then um I fucking lost everything. Um, so if you could uh just know that their advice is for entertainment purposes only, you yeah, know, yeah, I lost my family, I lost my house. And um, I lost my career uh, Which was hard to do I was a professional gambler yeah, I thought That would be a thing that they could help me do And they did um, So if you have any questions or advice you need Just make sure you email CaveCarmenRadio at gmail.com Ask for Marcus or Jackie, and, um, Or maybe just say hello to Henry From the last podcast on the list Because he needs, he needs your, your attention He needs your affection um, so thank you and enjoy sex and other human activities
1: Welcome to Sex and Other Human Activities, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Marcus Sparks.
2: I'm Jackie Zabrowski.
1: And today we're going to start off by talking about the big pain in the ass that is moving in with your significant other.
2: Oh, man. Well, well pain in
1: the ass and wonderful all at the same time. All
2: the same time. We've, we did briefly discuss this a few months ago when Marcus did it. hmm uh-huh. And now I am in the throes of it as well. hmm And it, man, it doesn't matter how, like, well-adjusted your relationship is, which, you know, I've said it before, we're fairly open and communicating, but also, as you guys know, I have insane rage issues that seem to just be all broken down, and I am stressed, yeah. and especially, it's been a week and a half of stress, and a week and a half of me basically just like, ah! you know, <laughs> like, I have like openly growled at him. Multiple times I literally growled? Yeah I did In earnest Yeah Well it was I was carrying something heavy And he tried to take it from me And I was trying to say that Like I can do it by myself Oh yeah And it was one of those Like Oh
1: my god You strong women with that shit Man. Man Anytime I try to Try to help Nikita out with something Like when Even if it's like Just doing the dish It's like Oh hey sweetie Like I got that Like don't Don't worry about it She's like No Yeah, (laughs) it's mine. Mine. They're my dishes, and like, no, actually, they're mine. That's all my shit. mine. No, I've started it. I'm gonna finish it.
2: (laughs) That also means that she's pissed off that you didn't do it first, though. Oh, well. Yeah, I mean. uh,
1: (laughs) 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 Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of layers going on there.
2: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I just feel like it's like one of those things, though. Even like in saying this aloud right now, it makes me feel like such a child, though, because I know that all we that i was being a bad girl i was being a bad girl (laughs) and he did everything in his power to keep me calm which of course only enraged me even further but it made me feel like i was insane and so at one point i was like you keep looking at me like i'm insane (laughs) and he's like i can't help the way i look at you i just (laughs) i'm looking at you because you're he's like i never said the word insane i never (laughs) said crazy and i'm like you're right and I appreciate that. <laughs> and now in looking back, I know like even at the time, it's like one of those things that's so upsetting when you're in I know it was a stressful thing. It's like it's a big change even though it's like not that big of a change. Yeah. Especially for us, we're basically already living together, but there's something it about had been for months. Right. Yeah. And we had lived together in the past, but for us, even though we've done we're doing so well and we've been together for like on and off for like 6 years, that the last time we lived together it ended in us breaking up yeah and it
1: was a bad situation though. it was
2: a ter- and exactly it's like it that's years idea all ago around. it was all these different aspects but there's some part of me that I'm so hung up on it that like i realized i couldn't let it go cuz even though we're doing so well that i just took it out on him of like i'm going to hate you again and i'm going to leave you mm. and i'm going to like rip your heart out and it terrifies me
1: <laughs>
2: because it wasn't him no. in the past. It was me that did it.
1: Well, we can all agree on that.
2: And it's like that's why watching Blue Valentine terrifies me so much because I am capable of that kind of cold emotion of just deciding I'm not in love with you anymore. And it's just so interesting, though, that like I haven't thought about that like that, that as something as a palpable fear inside of my head mm. until you know you're actually doing it like until we actually that first night we were i am living here i don't yeah. have another place to be and it's like this like visceral past emotion like memories it's like almost like like, physical memories of me doing this and knowing that, like, this is how it is now and that we live together that, like, brought up all this shit inside of my head. And it's like, why do your bodies... Why are we capable of doing that? You know, it's like that you... You know, anytime, like, when you walk into... A bar that you had a bad experience in. When you, you know anything, you see someone that you slept with one time and you're not, you don't have any feelings for them. But we've talked about that before. It's just mm-hmm. like sleeping with someone, changing the relationship, changing the relationship with an environment, anything, it like just rips at your stomach, yeah, you know? It does. And it's so, I feel like you have to be really communicative with yourself and with the people around you when you're like feeling that way. To try and, like, change it.
1: Yeah. You definitely have to recognize that you're having those feelings when you're having them. Right. And to, I don't know, it's hard to know once you recognize them what to do with them. And I think that's, that's the hardest part. Is, right. like, once you recognize, like, okay, what do I, why am I feeling this? Okay, I know why I'm feeling this now. Like, I understand this. Now what do I do with it? Right. What did you do with it?
2: I am buying him presents.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's his birthday.
2: (laughs) It is his birthday. It's his birthday on Sunday, so it's (laughs) not like. (laughs) (laughs) No, I. but in reality, I am talking with him about it and just trying to identify the triggers of like when I start feeling it. Like last night, all of a sudden like it came over me and I'm like, why do I feel this way? And I took a step back from it. Like
1: a panic attack type thing? Yes. And then,
2: yes, I couldn't sleep. I was having, like, I couldn't breathe. And it's just, I talked to him. I actually, like, woke him up, and and he's like, okay. And he says, you know, we're not in that place. I'm confident in us. And I was like, I'm confident in us, too. And he's like, remember that. And it's just so weird that you can... Like, at least for me, I know that some people aren't able to when I get into a panic attack. I am able to talk myself down from it after years and years of like having such a panic attack that I throw up for an hour, you know, and it's like now I can actually breathe and just remember that the past is not the present.
1: That is an extremely important thing to remember (laughs) for everybody, you know, like there's and it's. You know, I think it's important if you're in that sort of situation in a relationship, it's important to talk that shit out with your partner. You know, it's it's important because I know, you know, we've gone through that same thing before where, you know, Nikita has freaked out about something and just is, you know, freaking out about moving in. And then I freak out about moving in. And then, you know, we talk to each other about it. And then eventually we got to a point where like, no, this is, this is fine. This is not like all the other times that we've done this because right. we have both lived with people before and it's, you know, of course failed, uh, on every point, you right. know, in the past. Uh, so once you have that feeling, it's important to talk about it because otherwise that shit will twist up your stomach so bad you won't know which way's what and it'll start fucking things up. Uh, and then you might have an explosion and you might end up doing something that you regret. Right. You know, if you uh, don't get that shit out, and put it on a plate and eat it. Well,
2: that's what actually happened to one of my friends. I remember having such a like intense conversation with her because her first the first boyfriend she lived with, she was a sophomore in college. And after they started living together, he started physically abusing her. And he had never done it before.
1: Not even close. No, and wow. like I mean,
2: he had done some like verbal abuse and things like that. And she was like, "Oh, you know, he's just, you know, being crazy. Mm-hmm. Which you should never accept verbal and or physical abuse." No. And they moved in together, and it became physical. And so she ended up, thank God, strong enough, broke it up. Yeah. She left him, but then the next time she moved in with someone, she was so scared that he was gonna start beating her, even though I knew the guy, he, nothing like this guy, that she cried herself to sleep every night because she was waiting for this to happen. Oh fuck. And then he left her because he couldn't take it. Like she like tried to go into a therapist and it's like it was in one of those things though that she would be able to change, like one of these things where you recognize mm-hmm. like this isn't the same person or like even if it, you know, is the same person, it's like People grow and change and all of that stuff. But, like, she wouldn't accept it. Yeah. She was, like, physically unable to. It's
1: post-traumatic stress. Man. Yeah, it is. That, that's exactly what that is. Fuck. And
2: I don't think that it was necessarily right for him to leave her. But he just didn't know what to do. Yeah. And it's... he didn't want to make her cry every night. He was like, I don't. He did everything in his power. Mm. And it just sucks to see that kind of stuff happen where exactly the past is not the present.
1: Yeah, it's really not. And the sooner you get put your past behind you, the better. I mean, so. of course, you know, you can't. If you have some shit in your past that you need to deal with, I mean, putting shit behind you means dealing with it. That doesn't right. mean forgetting it. Exactly. That, yeah, that doesn't mean putting it out of your head and forgetting it because that's not dealing with it. Putting your past behind you means dealing with it, atoning for it if you need to, right? Uh, and then moving on. Exactly. I mean, it sounds like you've done that.
2: Yeah, I hope so.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, at the very least, started doing it.
2: (laughs) Yes, exactly. And and that's, like, another, like, the million things that communication helps. It's just you have to recognize it and do something about it. Because if you're not proactive about making yourself change in some ways, then it's not going to just happen by itself.
1: No. No man. Yeah, we uh definitely uh me and my girl, you know, we've been living together for two months now, something like that. Just yeah. put in our second rent check. <laughs> yeah. Third rent check, actually. Uh so yeah, we've been together a couple months and here for the lot you know, have been I wouldn't say at each other's throats per se, but definitely fightin' more than we'd like.
2: Well, especially because you guys had never lived together before.
1: No, we'd never lived together. Uh, So, yeah, and it was a completely new experience and we're both people, both people that uh, appreciate and value alone time. We're not necessarily loners, but we are people who both grew up being kind of lonely kids. So, we uh, just weren't like, I think we we both thought that the other one wanted to be around the other one all the time. And so we were both getting on each other's nerves Yeah, because I thought she wanted to be around me all the time. And she thought that I wanted to be around her all the time. And it finally just took her saying, like, crawl out my ass. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <yeah. laughs> like, Which- just, uh, just her just finally saying, like, you're driving me nuts. And then I was and she was like, I was so afraid to tell. I was like, no, no, no you're fucking driving me insane. Yeah. And, you know, and we both just talked it out. We finally both just sit it. And since then, since we talked about that, we hadn't had a single fucking tiff or spat or anything even fucking close to it. It's like we've reached a point of understanding that it's taken away all the stress that I was feeling from the relationship. It's taken all of it away. That's you know, amazing. And, communication.
2: Uh, communication. <laughs> and, and she
1: called me out on some shit, you know, because I'm a little, you know, I'm, I'll admit I'm a little frustrated with life right now yeah. uh, and uh, not, you know, yeah, I'm I'm a little frustrated with life at the moment. I'm a little homesick. Um, just uh, I can feel a big depression coming on. Like I was feeling a big depression coming on, like one of the big ones. Because you, if, you, if you ever suffer from depression, you can feel it coming. Yeah, no, it's like, it's yeah. like a thunderstorm. You yeah. see the
2: clouds coming in the, in the background.
1: The way I, I like to put it is that it's like if uh, you're buried up to your neck uh, on a beach and you can see the tide coming in. Yeah. And you know you're about to drown like just more and more and there's nothing you can do about it and it's just going to keep coming uh, unless someone comes up and gives you a shovel. Yeah. Th- or you just fucking dig yourself out. Or you dig yourself out, yeah. Or, yeah, I mean, in both things, are po- either someone's going to give you a shovel or you're going to dig yourself out, or you're just going to sit there and wait and you're going to fucking drown. That's
2: another part of how recognizing your own faults is such a key, you know, and, and realizing that and, like, being able to know yourself well enough that you knew that that was coming on, mm-hmm. so you furiously dug, dug, yeah. dug, dug. You know, it's like, be- because you wouldn't let it happen and not saying that all people are capable of doing that. Some people are so, you know, not used to talking about it or, you know, are ashamed of it that they're unable to do that, which is why seeking help is such a good idea so that it does give you the confidence and the power in yourself to get yourself out of it.
1: It's pretty fucking sweet. I dug and, you know, she came up and helped dig me out. That's you great. Know, like, which, if you've got something, someone that comes along and can really help you out with shit like that, uh, that talk and, talk and just calling, it's, just remember that sometimes your significant other needs to be called out because I've called her out in the past and uh, as far as, like, being depressed and uh, not necessarily being... You know, like being there not just for me, but for herself, Right. you know. Uh, And she called me out on being depressed and not being there for me or for herself. I'm like, all right, yeah, I totally fucking get this. I totally understand this. Uh, And it was one of those cool things where it's like, all right, yeah, you're doing this. I'm doing this and you're doing this and I'm doing this and you're doing this. And just having like a frank exchange of what is going on in the relationship that's what creates a partnership and that's not easy to do you know i'm not gonna sit here and tell you that that's fucking easy to do because it's fucking extremely hard because i know myself i get extremely defensive very fast like i feel like there's i mean if i feel like any kind of attack coming like i get super fucking defensive and i don't want to listen to fucking anything that anyone has to say She's the same. She's man. the same way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're both the same way where we get really defensive really fast. And we've, you know, talked about, you know, of course, like doing that and getting better at that. And we both have been getting better at And we both have been doing it. You know, it's like when you move in with someone, that's when you truly get to know them. And that's when you truly know, like, who that person is. When you first move in with someone, yeah, I think you get a very superficial view of that person you don't get who that person is right off the bat like you get the person that is adjusting to you and they get the person that's adjusting to them so it takes time to build because you also have to remember you're fucking building a life together and when you're building a life together then you have to fucking talk to each other
2: And also it even comes down to like animalistic tendencies. I'd watch this documentary on it and it was all about like love and like what you find attractive in other people and how it comes down to like animalistic things of like when you live with someone, it's getting used to their smell on all of your things. And it's like things like that where it's like your smell is changing because you are with someone, especially if you are, you know. If you're sexually intimate, like yeah, definitely, like your your smells that are created and like that that makes your home. And that if there is upset in it and if exactly like if the first few months you're not getting along and you're putting on this charade of who you think that you need to be when you're in your own home. See,
1: I think that's the biggest thing. It's who you think you need to be. Right. And that's most of the time that's not who you need to be. Because it's
2: just like exactly when you – same with like when you go from dating to – in a relationship where it's like every time you see each other it's like yeah doug please play the guitar for 10 hours <laughs> i'm so interested but now it's like shut up yeah. for a second because you know you know it's like just mm. one of those things where exactly it's like it's the charade
1: mhm it really is man <laughs> we've fucking got there the only thing that's 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 left now is that i've got a bunch of shit like a lot of stuff, and she's an immigrant, so she doesn't have a whole lot of things so uh while I am at work today, she is rearranging the house and building us a day bed and making the home a little bit more her own because she didn't feel like it was her home, you know, yeah, I understand that totally fucking cool with that
2: that's why and Doug henpecked me until I threw away literally thirty garbage bags. <laughs> Of things that I had, (laughs) thirty. I went through two bags, like boxes of bags. Wow.
1: Yeah, I didn't even know you had that much stuff in your apartment. I have a lot
2: of stuff. (laughs) And he is a simpleton of sorts, (laughs) and it drove him crazy. He's like, "We don't have, we don't have room for your beer, construction hat, and the whole (laughs) skeleton." I'm like, "What do you mean?" I'm like, I need these things.
1: <laughs> good. You didn't throw away the skeleton, did you? No, 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 no. Oh, okay. no, no, no
2: I didn't, get, But I did get rid of the beer hat because it still had beer cans in it from about a year ago <laughs> when I wore the beer hat at a party. I remember the beer hat. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good beer hat. I know. $15 Whoa. I threw away. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right. Well, let's get to some letters.
2: Yeah. All
1: right. This one is from Libby. Right says, hey, Marcus and Jackie, first of all, thanks so much for the recommendation a few episodes ago to see Silver Linings Playbook. So good. So good. I watched it last night, and it was incredibly touching. Plus, it was just plain entertaining to watch the two main characters banter. I loved the message, and I hadn't seen a, a movie that good in a while, so thank you for restoring my faith in the film industry. Smiley face. Yeah. I've definitely been in the same depressed and sleeping around place as Jennifer Lawrence's character, and it felt good to see a movie character overcome a problem like that. She
2: really did, man. She really encompassed that. That shit.
1: like You know, man, I mean, talking to you and a couple of other girls about this movie, I think a lot more women have gone through that than people really want to talk about.
2: I really think they I think that they have, especially like and if you talk to someone that hasn't gone through it, not that it's a bad thing, but they don't. It's like a weird like sw- – like an emotional chemical switch in your body that I think makes you do that. That, a- But then there's a- the people that have never had that feeling to ever try and do that and they just look at us like we're insane. Yeah. And it's like no, no, no. It's like at the time it <laughs> seemed right. <laughs> and But like there's just some people that like – I've never had that yeah. before. Nothing but you're be right, close. though. A lot of people have.
1: <laughs> yeah, a lot of people have. Men and women yes. both uh, have definitely gone through that post-grief fuck spree. Yes. Not just death. Any kind of grief. Any kind of grief, just some kind of Well, how many people like in
2: rehab? Like they're not supposed to fuck each other, but I've known multiple people that have had crazy fuck times in rehab because they're getting through this thing, they're working on like they gotta get it out and they gotta do something. Mm -hmm. And it's like then he's like, you're just gonna get caught and get kicked out of rehab. (laughs) Don't do that.
1: Bad people. Bad. Bad. I was listening to the most recent episode of Sex and the Human Activities, and as a queer identified woman, basically I'm just not heterosexual. I'm pretty open about who I date other than that. Similar similar to what Jackie was describing about herself, I had a strong reaction to your advice for the woman who identified herself as bisexual to avoid using that word with her mom. I think it's really important when we come out to our parents that they understand our personal experience of our identification, and it sounded like her, she preferred the word bisexual. At some point, I'm sure it seems like I'm arguing semantics but it's more meaningful than that. With my clients, friends, and family, I always ask how they identify, and then I use their language from then on to reflect their experience. For example, if a man calls his life partner by the term husband, I use that word as a way to respect his self-definition, and I consider them married, even if they are not or cannot be legally so. If coming out to your mother as bisexual is confusing, then she needs to be educated or educate herself rather than forcing the daughter to shift the way she describes her her sexuality. I think the fact that you said using bisexual will be confusing. Using also felt a little like a jab, like being bisexual isn't a legitimate sexual orientation, but being straight, gay, or lesbian is. I hate to sound defensive, but as queer, bisexual, fluid, etc., women, men get a lot of flack from all of the straight, gay, and lesbian communities, and it can be pretty exhausting and saddening. It's true that it confuses many people, but that's their problem, not ours. Other than that part of it, I loved your attitude towards the listener and your advice about going to the hotel and breaking the bed frame.
2: Okay. Libby, I do completely agree – not completely agree. I agree Mm. with part of what you had to say. When you said that you're talking to your clients or your friends or your family members, you're coming from a perspective that is open and accepting. And when you're going into a situation that is not as open and accepting, I understand, of course, she identifies as bisexual. Not that that's wrong. Not that that's bad. But her mother does not understand any of it. And you're right. She should educate herself. She should understand what her daughter is going through. And I think that there are, unfortunately, especially in older generations, terms that they do not accept. Yeah. And when going into a situation like that, that she really wants to be accepted, I think that it's fine to figure out a way to communicate more fully. Yeah. For her mother to listen to her. Because I think that... And maybe work your way up to that. Definitely. Like, and definitely do use the term, but I feel like right off the bat...
1: Yeah, right, right off the bat does seem... With older people, I think not it's... Not all
2: older people, just all, but a good... A lot of them. I mean,
1: if somebody is worried that their parents are going to freak out and kick them out of the house if they use a word, then yeah, you might want to work them up to it a little bit.
2: And especially exactly if it's one of your friends that you're talking to... Yeah, you fucking you be bisexual and you be fucking proud of it. Yeah, but I think that when it comes to someone that you are really worried about not accepting who you are as a person, that I think that you can tread a little more lightly. And I don't think exactly. I don't want it to come. That's not like out of shame of who you are. It's just out of ways of communicating.
1: Yeah, exactly. There there are much better ways to communicate rather than. And I think I don't know if it's such a terrible thing to change your language to avoid a gigantic conflict. And also to if you can. I mean, because I think it's if you tell someone what you like and what you like to do, but you don't use a pre-approved word. I don't think that you need that people have to label themselves, right? That they have to label themselves and they have to say, like, this is what I am. This is who I am. If uh, if they don't want to or if they don't need to or if, you know, it's going to avoid some sort of huge family dispute argument, whatever. If you just tell them, hey, I like girls and guys. That's what I like to do, and if her mom says, "What are you? like a bisexual or something?" Like, and yeah, yes, yeah. I am a bisexual. Yes, I am a bisexual. If you want to, if you want put a label on, if you want to say that, and yeah, go ahead. Maybe I I'm, just, I like- maybe I'm just not. Maybe uh, it's a, a bigger deal than I think it is, or than what I'm making out to be. I don't know. I'm not bisexual. I'm a straight white dude. I've got it better than anyone. You know, I don't have to worry about any of that shit. Uh, so maybe my perspective, maybe I'm just not coming from the right place and maybe I'm not the person to listen to on this. You know, I, I think, Jackie, you've got much more of a perspective on this than I do. Uh, so if I offended anyone, I'm sorry. Just trying to figure things out. I'm it's just, just It's
2: just different perspectives. I mean, that's, yeah. that's the whole point of this. Yeah, I'm I just, just trying
1: to give a, di- a different perspective, my perspective on
2: it. It's just it, I feel like it's the same way of like – using different vernacular when you're in different environments. Hmm. You know, yes, you may say some words in your house, but are you going to go out in public and say those words? Yeah. I mean, I feel like it's just in just being a human being and how to make someone understand where you're coming from. And as someone that I I enjoyed your use of the word fluid, I like that. because Fluid's great. I think that's great because it, it, I think that it's –
1: Sounds fun.
2: It does sound fun. I just <laughs> feel, I just feel like it's above genders. I feel like yeah. all relationships are I feel that it should be above genders. I do, I have never labeled myself bisexual. Yeah. I will say that. I and I don't say that I'm heterosexual. I don't say that I'm anything. I just say I like who I like. Yeah. And if I like a person, I like a person. I'm just a human being. And and you're right. When we're talking to some people, it it is important to you know, if they want to call their their boyfriend if they can get married, a husband, you know, yes. It is important in different environments. Mm. If you're their therapist, definitely. But, you know, it just just depends on who you're talking to, where you're talking to them. And I think that in this situation that you don't have to use the word bisexual.
1: Yeah, I agree with that. And
2: unless you are strong in that, and if you think to the the, the last listener that we had said this to, that if you honestly think that if you said that you are bisexual to your mother— that she would not kick you out of the house then definitely use it. Yeah. But it didn't seem like that's what that situation was.
1: No. It really didn't. And you know, I'm I'm the same way as you, man. It's just with with shit like that, my response is like, "Hey, I'm gay." It's like, "Great. Who gives a shit?
2: I don't care." I don't care. <laughs> I, I don't care. I, I just like,
1: I could not care. We were talking about less. this the other
2: night. When I this idiot girl I know was like, I just want to go to a gay wedding. I'm like, what do you mean? <laughs> oh, you just want to go to a wedding? Because at this point, it's like, you're right. It is like something that is changing now. It yeah. is, but I would never say, I'm going to a gay wedding. I'm just going to a fucking wedding. I'm going to go get drunk. I'm going to go dance. It's going to be like, great. What, what does it matter? Like You don't need – I just feel like we are – Finally, I know this is not in every part of the country. No, I'm also no. speaking of coming from liberal New York.
1: Yes, we live. We do live in New York City. However, New York City is pretty fucking bigoted. I mean, right now, hate crimes in New York City are twice what they were last it's year. It's just because
2: there's so many people and everybody hates everybody. <laughs> I feel like it's just so transcended. <laughs> yeah. I mean, not in all cases. No, but no, like, okay.
1: no. okay. I mean, I will say that homophobia in New York is, at, is pretty high right now. It is. Yeah, but among... Fucking, you know, kids who live in Brooklyn that are our age, you know, 20 to 30, it's not all that fucking rough, uh, hanging around us being a gay person. But it's, like I love so much when just somebody's talking and it's like, say like a guy just talking, just casually mentions like, yeah, me and my boyfriend. And you know, of course, you know, I'm not, not everyone says me and, you know, me and my boyfriend. So it's like in my head, it's like, oh, he's gay. And then I immediately have respect for that person For just not making a huge fucking deal out of it For just being a dude Cause you're just, just a person Just being another person You
2: just fuck somebody <laughs> You fuck a person You yeah. know it's just like okay Yeah. You, you kiss a person You yes. hold someone's hand Like doesn't yeah. matter Good you, for you
1: You fall <laughs> in love with dudes fucking great who cares who cares you're not overpopulating the earth congratulations <laughs> like i'm i am a-okay
2: but i guess i've never really like honestly grew up in that kind of environment yeah. either. and though. maybe it's an older thing
1: maybe it's something that older generations of uh gay and lesbian and bisexual people have where they feel the need to be more out and open with it uh they feel the need to have to plant their flag a little harder uh, and because I've noticed that people who more casually say things like that are younger people, people that are our age and younger who treat it like it's no big deal because it fucking isn't.
2: But although on the opposite spectrum, which I do appreciate, even my mom had said, said this, I don't remember if I had said this on this cast, that that she saw two girls kissing and she's like, at first I was like, Oh, <laughs> and then I realized, isn't that great that they can kiss in public and that no one's going to bother them? And I was just like, at first, I was like, whoa, my, like, why, why, <sighs> what is such the big difference in those two girls? She's like, no, like, she actually is changing her beliefs. And like, the, yeah. But like, she's like, when I was growing up, that was like, they would have had the shit beat him out of them in the street. Like, yeah. that was something. That's that, a hanging
1: like, offense. Yeah,
2: yeah. It's like, basically, it's like you couldn't, it was not. Able to be done. No. And then she's like, I'm saying that in a way of like, I'm just happy that things have changed so much. And I'm just like, I can't believe you just said that. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, there is hope for some of your generation that, you know, my dad does say faggot on the regular. Yeah. But he was also NYPD from like, way back in the day he also says the n-word that's not gonna change you know <laughs> that's just a thing unfortunately i would love it for it to change but he's 70 years old
1: yeah you know let's just let people like that just go quietly just, into the night
2: just don't say it around my friends <laughs> just stay in florida it's gonna be fine yeah uh, i mean it's that's that's
1: a uh, thing about that it's just just let him just let him be. Oh, yeah. I Just, argued
2: him on it for many. It's not like I went quietly into the night no, either. No, no, no. But then you realize I can't change, like, especially stubborn people, which mm. a lot, like, especially, like, that generation from, like, like, the, I don't know, is that baby boomers? What is yeah, it? Yeah, like oh, the it's definitely that, baby boomers. That, like, yeah. that it is a stubborn as fuck generation that, like, they're setting their ways mm-hmm. and they're going to do what they're going to fucking do. And I just, I guess I assume that that's how old the mother is from this girl that wrote in, but yeah. she could have been younger too. I don't know.
1: Yeah. Who knows? But that's what we got on that. And you know, the letter continues. It uh-huh. says, yes, it says, Marcus, I appreciated your sharing about social paranoia because I realized that I have that. Congratulations, and I'm sorry. I always Uh. felt that way but never knew what to call it. I'd love if you talked a little bit next time about things you did that helped you to feel better, more likable, and less paranoid in social situations. I've worked on it a lot in therapy and seen some improvement, but I find myself slipping back into it from time to time. I tell you one thing that helped me so much more than anything, as far as, like, say, being likable, because one One of the biggest things about social paranoia is I think a lot of people, you just blurt shit out. You don't know what to say. You don't know when to say it. So you just blurt something out. Uh, And, you know, a lot of times silence is the best. Or make sure, like, ask yourself, is what I want to say absolutely necessary is it necessary to this conversation that I say this? Or is this necessary or productive? And if the answer is no or if the moment passes before you can answer that question, then it wasn't worth it. The, it, it absolutely wasn't worth it because that was where most of my social anxiety came from is that not from the because I'd get into the group and I'd feel fine. But then the moment that I just blurted something out and just said some fucked up thing that nobody needed or wanted to hear, that's when the social paranoia would really begin for me uh, because I would think, like, why did I say that? What the fuck was that? Why these people are not going to like me anymore? These people are not going to be my friends. Well, this is the last time I'm hanging out with them. They're never going to call me again. And then after, and then for days afterwards, it's like, fuck, why is nobody calling me? Why is no one answering my calls? Probably because of that real fucked up thing that I said. And the thing is, first of all, Nobody remembers that thing that you said. That is true. (laughs) I mean, if you're really thinking about it, like nobody remembers that thing that you said, but you remember that thing that you said. And there has to be ways around the shit that there has to be ways around your own fuck ups and your own pitfalls and your own traps Uh I mean the thing is about me is what helps me is that I don't give myself anything to worry about anymore um and I still say stupid, shareable once in a while, usually when I've been drinking, uh but not very often anymore. Do you ever
2: do anything like if you blurt something out or while you're talking to yourself like inside your head, is there any way that you can calm yourself down like right after you've done something like that like do you have any tactics
1: no. Like not right after. Do you ever point. say anything it's,
2: out loud? Do you ever been like, like uh, everyone,
1: like everyone's just like, ah. Hmm. But I actually, not really. I just kind of let it hang. Let it go. Yeah, I just kind of let it go and let it hang because the that feeling of knowing that you have said something fucked up just kind of sits there. Yeah. It just kind of sits there and it weighs you down and it weighs your brain down. Uh, and it just fucking, it kills you and it'll, it'll haunt you. Um, and eventually the, what you have to keep telling yourself. And the one thing that I finally noticed is that nobody remembers that no one's going to be thinking about that. Um, and I think that's a Real big part of it is just remembering that a lot You're of it honestly is also in not your at head. the
2: forefront of most people's heads.
1: That's the that's the big thing too. Is that it's also I think social paranoia is also a form of self obsession. Yes, thinking that you are the center of attention all the time. That everyone's,
2: everyone's their own self obsession. It's like yeah. everyone's only thinking about themselves.
1: Yeah, everyone is only thinking about the shit that they say. Remember, if you say something stupid, the person to your right has also said something really stupid in the conversation, and they could
2: be inside their head being like. Like oh my god, what did I do? Why did I? Do? You know, it's, yeah. you never know what's going on inside of anyone's yeah. head.
1: It's like the equivalent of uh, picturing everyone in an audience naked. when I never
2: understood do. why that's a thing.
1: Because you feel so exposed being up there. Uh, someone had to explain it to me as well. Uh, but well, because we're both public speakers. Uh, uh, because you feel... Because a lot of people, when they speak publicly, they feel naked on stage. They feel completely exposed to all these people. So okay. if you picture them naked, then they're the ones that are exposed.
2: Oh. See, I feel like that would just make me uncomfortable because <laughs> I'm the <laughs> only one that's clothed and they're all naked. I feel like I would be like, oh, I should be naked too.
1: Well, as long as they're not all fucking, I think I'd be fine with it.
2: Actually, I feel like I would be more comfortable if they were all fucking. <laughs> because well, then, then you could do whatever you wanted to do. Yeah, there wouldn't and be you wouldn't have to any worry any about them. To yeah, yet. that's actually... I feel like that, th- that should be the new phrase. That should be the new thing you do.
1: You imagine everyone fucking?
2: Yeah, <laughs> naked and fucking. Very vulnerable. Now that's vulnerable.
1: Extremely so. Uh, it's, it's weird. I mean, I, I think it's the same. This is the same as all other forms of mental illness, paranoia, and bad feelings in general. It's just understanding where they come from and why they happen. Why are you socially paranoid? Where does it come from? Which is
2: great because you're in therapy too, which is awesome. Yeah,
1: which is fucking great. Uh, Just ask yourself, why do I feel like this when this happens? You know, like why do I do that and what can I do to fix it? Um, So start from there, man. That's all I can say. All right, well, you want to move on to the next letter?
2: Sure, that sounds great. Uh, Thanks, Libby. right.
1: Actually, we're probably only going to be able to get to two today. Um
2: damn long winded bastards we are. <laughs>
1: All right. So we've still got two more in the can. But oh, remember yeah. if you guys uh have any questions for us, send them to cave comedy radio at gmail dot com and we shall get to you in a an timely and orderly fashion. Yeah. Yeah. All right. This one's from Sierra. Okay. Hey guys, so I've been having a hard time with my dad lately. I have very real stress and anxiety problems. My dad is a very muscly, scary, big person. He says I'm too sensitive. I periodically have panic attacks and anxiety attacks. He's constantly saying things like, calm down, you're panicking, don't have a fucking panic attack. He is a very unemotional person, and I do not feel like I can talk to him about this. I do my... I. I do not wish to seek any professional attention. And by the way, these problems aren't to seek attention. Just need advice. Thank you, Sierra.
2: Okay. So we were talking about this earlier, that I feel like I have had this in relationships, in like like boyfriend, girlfriend, you know, girlfriend, girl, you know, like sexual relationships in mm. the past. And I feel like that is, weirdly enough, much easier to deal with Because they have to communicate better with you Mm. than just telling you to calm down. Unfortunately, I do feel that the relationship between child and parent, no matter how old you are, is always different.
1: Oh, so much different. It's not not even close. The only thing that the two share is the word relationship.
2: Exactly. And, you know, it's, it's hard because you can't tell your dad, you know, communicate with me. Or you can't talk to me that way, especially if you, it seems like, are living in his house. Mm. Um, not that you should ever, you know, take abuse of any side, but it just seems like he doesn't understand you and your emotions, which a lot of dads don't. Yeah. Um, unfortunately. Just because, you know, it depends on, again, you know, just the kind of person they are. Like, you never know. There's a lot of dads out there that do understand your emotions. So it's, you know, it just depends on kind of the luck of the draw. There's a lot of moms out there that don't know what the hell they're doing either. Yeah. Um, But I feel like in this situation that when you do feel those panic attacks coming on that – see, I had a father that like – when I had panic attacks in high school, he didn't know how to deal with me. So he would just leave the house because he didn't know how to deal with it. So I feel like it's – but it's that same kind of thing like except in a much more – Verbal manner that like makes it, but that just like fuels your fire of upset and panic and not being able to breathe and feeling like your chest is like chest is tightened. So I I think that the best option here, since you feel like you can't communicate with him, is taking a step back. Every time you feel yourself in a place that you are not in control of your emotions or just you know any kind of anxiety, and just separate. And, you know, I'm not saying avoid him. I'm not saying, like, run into the other room. But if he says something like that, do find a way to just separate yourself from that. Understand that where he's coming from is not right, it's not okay, and that you are not weird Mm -mm. or stupid for acting the way that you are because it's all chemical. We can't control it. God, No. And I think that that's part of it is that when he says those things to you that even though you know like it's like oh he's being callous but I feel like part of you is sad because you feel like you're wrong yeah. because it's your parent and they shouldn't say those things to you but he just doesn't understand.
1: And he probably won't ever. Unfortunately. Unfortunately, if you know he's got a, if he's a big unemotional guy, maybe he will long in the future, but I'll tell you this, he ain't going to understand by the time you Leave his house Right You know I don't think there's gonna be anything That's gonna make If he's a big unemotional guy And and it seems like from uh, I mean Sierra isn't her real name Uh, Her real name is very southern And the way she writes is Sounds pretty southern as well So you got yourself a big Unemotional southern dude uh, Which I can understand completely Um, I don't think this guy's Gonna be coming around anytime soon And I know And another thing is that i hesitate to s- say anything because you don't mention your mother at all so maybe your mother's not in the picture what or at least not
2: helping you in these situations
1: you know or yeah or at least not helping you i mean have you ever thought about talking to her if she's around mm-hmm. i mean uh, and if she's not then i'm sorry for bringing it up uh but if she's around then she's because you know what if she's around, then she's had to deal with the same shit that you're having to deal with. Exactly. Yeah.
2: You know? But also, it is, it's weird though, as someone like I did not have a good relationship with my father for most of my life. And now, after getting out of the house, he, we, I am able to say that stuff now. Yeah. Even though he is extremely callous and doesn't, you know, he doesn't understand. Like, I am able to say that stuff now and he actually weirdly does listen because it's also part of like a now I'm an adult Mm -hmm. and also I don't have to be there all the time yeah so it makes it easier for you to say that and be like okay I'm gonna I'm gonna go home Mm
1: -hmm.
2: you know and so it can be something that can be worked on in the future it's just hard to do it when you're living at home
1: and I didn't really talk to my and I'm you know kind of came from the same thing my dad was a big terrifying dude when I was growing up uh And I was kind of the same way where i you know I was a pretty sensitive kid, and he 'd get mad at me for being sensitive and all that, which just made it worse uh and I just i mean I kind of slinked away uh for the most part, and that ended up kind of causing i mean how I even talked about this uh with Nikita a couple of nights ago uh like with the like direct orders or anything that sounds like direct orders, like I immediately just fucking, yeah, like I, I, ten, I tense up and I, and I slink and I get hurt immediately. And I just fucking slink and I, and I shut up, I don't say anything and I internalize it. And it's one of those things where if you don't recognize it early on, it could end up, you know, fucking with hurting you. your psyche yeah later could, on. yeah it yeah. could end up hurting your psyche later on and i you know i don't know exactly how you should uh well it's a deal with though. it but it's something if you it's a if you recognize it and you think i will not let this affect me i will not let this affect me in the long term uh i am recognizing that this is a problem right now and you know i ended up when i was older i ended up talking to my dad he knows all this stuff like I'm not telling stories out of school here like I've talked to my dad about every single one of these things and he knows that's the way I felt growing up and he apologized to me for it you know he said I he said I had no he's like I was working he's like you know I was he was working 60 70 hours a week uh, and just barely saw me at all um, and when he did see me he was just so stressed out from his job I was somewhat I mean I was an annoying little piss pissant, like just the most annoying kid you could possibly fucking imagine, always hyperactive and I understand that now uh and I think that's that's the problem with kind of parents and teenagers that I don't think parents can really listen to a teenager and hear them as adults or hear them as people with like real feelings and real problems uh I think they just you know listen like listen to him and go like i oh, you're just being a fucking teenager because you got to remember when you're like older the older you get the faster time goes uh so to you the time between you were say 9 and 15 feels like a million mm. fucking years feels like a lifetime ago to your dad you were 9 years old last week yeah like that shit I mean, it's it goes, it moves, shit moves so fast the older you get. Uh, so he doesn't see you as an adult yet. He doesn't see you as someone with real problems. He still sees you as daddy's little girl. And he doesn't know how to fix you. He doesn't know how to deal with you. He doesn't know what to say. He's saying, like, calm down. I, it but seems also, like it's coming from a good place. He's trying to make you feel better. He just doesn't fucking know how.
2: And he's a, it seems like he's a gruff individual, like, it, from his perspective he's probably being nice yeah because he doesn't realize that what he's saying is hurting you he, you know he's probably not saying like even when there's like expletives involved like it, that's probably just the way that he talks and yeah. he doesn't know how to talk any differently and it's also one of those things like instead of slinking away like like with Marcus that since you are you know like sincere, you are now aware of it is accepting rather than slinking away you are choosing to accept a different perspective. You yeah. know what I mean? Like that you see that he's saying these stuff, but he's coming from like such a different place than where you are in your head that he doesn't know how to say it any differently. And it's just – he's not going to change that. It's just he's a dad. He's a dad. He's yeah, a, dad, he's you a know? dad
1: and he's also a man. Yeah. Which I will say from experience – and you can say, Jackie, from very, very recent experience. What are you
2: talking about? <laughs> you don't understand me. Don't that, tell me to calm down. Yes. I screamed <laughs> that about 15 times last week at least. Every time. I understand completely because I am probably older than you are, and I still suffer from this, that when I am in an over-emotional state, when I am sensitive, the second someone tells me to calm down, I'd fucking slap a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> Don't tell me to calm down. But you can't slap your father. You know, you no, can't no, he slap can't. your anyone. You can't. Uh, I know you can't do that to anyone. But like, I really did like growl and say, "Don't tell me to fucking calm down."
1: Yeah, I was uh, I was talking to Nikita about it t- today. she's like, "Oh yeah, like how'd their move go?" I was like, "Oh yeah, you know, it went pretty good." You know, Jackie got pretty fucking you know angry a couple times at uh, at Doug, and she's like, "Oh yeah, what'd you do?" And I was like. Uh, he told her to calm down, and Nikita goes, oh,
2: you <laughs> don't. <gasps> like, oh, shit.
1: <laughs> nuh I'm you with don't. you, Jackie. I'm with <laughs> you. Like, she said, every once in a while when I tell her about you, she'll start, like, fucking, like, fist pumping. She'll, stick- she'll start, like, f- fist pumping like the Ooh, ooh, ooh. Like, yeah, girl, I'm with you. I know. <laughs>
2: like,
1: like, all right, sweetheart, calm down. You're not in a studio audience.
2: <laughs> <laughs> don't tell her to calm down. Yeah,
1: you don't tell a strong woman to calm down or any woman really any w- yeah you never I mean, it is, and that's it, advice it is to guys applicable in as well. some
2: some places in or s- any other person yeah it's
1: yeah it is applicable sometimes but i will say guys as a general rule of thumb or women yeah or or women because
2: telling a really pissed off dude to calm down also doesn't really help either
1: yeah if you yeah if someone's super pissed off usually telling them to calm down unless they're going towards you. It's a, that's the, I think that's the difference. If someone is directing their anger at you, then you can do whatever the fuck you want oh, yeah. to get them to calm down. But if someone like for example in your situation, Jackie, you're just angry at the world. I was just like angry. you're just angry. And I'm when stressed. someone's and yeah, and when someone's just angry and stressed, telling them to calm down is the worst thing. It's like when I'm really when I'm really tensed, or when I'm really tense, and uh, Nikita g- tells me, "Just relax," that makes me even more tense. Of like that, and that like makes me look tense and angry. So I think when a- someone is in an extreme state, telling them, it's like telling a depressed person, "Why don't you just be happy?" It's one of those things where you're in such an extreme state chemically of chemically impossible, chemically impossible to do. And if you're in that emo- if you're in that extreme state, you just you just let them go, just let them fucking go, and try actual act, try ways to calm them down, try ways to make them to cheer them up, or try ways to help them relax.
2: Well, also like in these situations, which Sierra, that's why I feel like I identify with this way. It's hard to do it again with your father unless you have a different kind of relationship, which I don't think that you do. Mm-hmm. Um, is that when I eventually would get, I would scream because he would tell me to calm down. But then I would say when he didn't understand why I would flip out by him telling me to calm down, it's because when you tell someone to relax or calm down, it's like my feeling, like I feel like when you say that my feelings are insignificant Yeah, and that it, I, it like, I don't understand my feelings. Like I'm a child and it feels like you're talking to me exactly like, like your dad is talking to you like a child. Mm-hmm calm down he doesn't want to deal with it he doesn't understand it he just doesn't think that it's an appropriate emotion and that is that makes you downtrodden yeah you know that like steps on your heart and that's why it makes us mad that's why it makes us tense that's why it gives us panic attacks and like that's but it's something that you need to recognize that 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 is exactly what i said so when you say that it makes me feel insignificant Exactly. And that is a terrible thing to do to anyone. Of course, he immediately felt bad, didn't realize that saying calm down would make me feel insignificant, but I am over-emotional and that is how it goes. Mm-hmm. And I have rage issues. <laughs> so all of that on top of it. But I mean that for anyone, because anyone, it get, like you said, anyone gets upset when you say that kind of stuff. Like It's because, you know, validate my emotion. Yeah. Say, I understand that you're upset. I don't get it, but- Oh, I I understand that you're upset. Yeah, that is more of an appropriate thing to say.
1: And I think and I, I think that there's a, definitely something to be said with taking actions to help that person calm down, or cheer up, or relax. And in this order, that would be beer, roller coaster. Massage
2: Yeah Or dancing funny Doug did a funny <laughs> dance for me And that yeah. made me laugh Because I was like God fuck it. Oh, you're yeah. cute Yeah uh, Fine I like you again Yeah Yeah yeah,
1: yeah. No 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 it's, uh, Doing a funny dance Usually works It's pretty works. good Yeah
2: <laughs>
1: Anything like that Usually works But find something To make him happy You know It's like Well like last night You know Nikki was in kind of a, a mood Not really any kind like not pissed off or uh, or depressed or anything like that. Blase, blase, yeah, and kind of and kind of a mix of depressed and weird and and stress. I had that last night too.
2: Was it some kind of full moon or something? I don't
1: know. It was a woman thing, I guess. (laughs) Yeah, some kind of bleed thing. Yeah, she had you know she had just kind of one of those types of moods. So instead of being like you know like hey let's like let's talk about it, or let's let's try to get into it, or let's try to figure out what's wrong, or why don't you you know why don't you be happy, why don't you cheer up? I ordered her her favorite Indian food. I put on I down I found downloaded and put on one of her favorite movies. Ooh. Dogma she loves that movie. Uh, and then just kind of hung out and was totally relaxed and kind of goofy for the rest of the night. And it totally worked. Yeah. By the end of the movie, she was feeling great. She was like, you know, you know, I know. I'm, she's my brother's visiting tomorrow, so she's a little bit stressed about that. Uh, but and I am too. But it's still fine. It's gonna be fucking awesome. By the time you listen to this, Charlie, we're gonna have had an awesome five days. Yeah. Um, you're gonna kiss me. Because
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, you He's don't know, Charlie, or,
1: Jackie's in love with my brother. He's not gonna kiss you. His wife is also coming.
2: That's fine. Yeah. Doug can be there. <laughs>
1: He'll understand Yeah
2: Yeah 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 yeah, yeah. (laughs) They love it
1: Yeah but it's A lot of times Just remember Actually taking Action To help the person Feel better
2: Rather than asking Also it's like another thing Of like What's wrong Yeah What's wrong What's wrong wrong? That Yeah Is also An issue Especially if you're not ready To talk about it To approach a subject Yourself Someone prodding at you Is not gonna help either
1: I ask what's wrong once and then I do not ask it again. Yes. Because if I, she's like, I'm like, what's wrong? She's like, oh, nothing. I go, all okay. right. Well, if you when you're ready to tell me, then tell me. You yeah. know. And you know, and she never goes like nothing's wrong. She just goes, okay. And then maybe a couple hours later, she will talk she'll, to you. She will talk to me. Uh, and until then, I'm gonna bury my face in a comic book. There you go. Or watch, you know, ancient aliens.
2: It's so boring, but it's boring. I love it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it is kind it's of boring. boring. Yeah, it's, it it's is. boring. Yeah,
1: but was it put there by, by aliens, alien. <laughs> <laughs>
2: or was it possibly an, an extraterrestrial, oh, yeah. or maybe it came from outer space? <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> and that, I think, is a very good note to end oh, on. Oh, yeah. Remember, if you have any questions or comments for us, Radio at gmail.com, and we shall get to you, Irish girl. We're going to get to you next time. Yes. As will we, you, Rebel. We're going to get to both of you, uh, and.
2: It's going to be fucking awesome. Yes. Thank you guys so much for writing in. Thank you. See you next week. Goodbye.